Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As always, I am Bryce and with me today. Bryce, I have some very important, incredible news. Okay, wow. Don't keep me hanging like that, Jesus. The last Sunday without football until February is behind us. Wow. That is... Thank it, goodness. We made it, Charlie. <laughs> we made it. It's been a it long was, time. It has been a long time. Oh. Thank goodness. Oh. Guys, let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. We, we changed it up. We're, we're going with bottles tonight. I like the bottle. All mm-hmm. right, so if you, if you had to rank them, F. Mary Kill, beer in a glass bottle, beer on draft, beer in a can. F. Mary Kill. Oof. Um, <clears throat> bottle, can, or draft? Obviously, draft, assuming, is in a, a glass. F- Ooh. Ah, I, wouldn't, I don't think I could kill any of them. This is beer Go- we're talking about. I can't kill yeah, beer. Yeah, beer. Well, you have to. It's F. Mary Kill. Draft, can, bottle. Uh, Mary can, F a bottle, I guess kill draft. Really? I don't know. Wow. I, I was going to go with something else. And then... Charlie, yikes. Well, here's the thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, you might, can... you might have just pissed off some of our listeners right there. I can <laughs> I can crush cans and bottles. Draft, usually I'm having to wait on someone to get it to me. That's not at my own pace. Okay. All right. I, I get that. I get, the, I get the reasoning behind that. Um, I would probably, if I had to flip it though, I would probably say Mary beer out of a glass bottle, F beer out of a draft, and kill a can. I just, I don't do the cans. They just, once they get hot and then, it, I don't know, it just, I don't, beer out of a can to me is not the same as beer out of glass, period. Obviously, I love beer out of a glass bottle. I would love beer out of a draft, 100%. I do see the whole waiting on someone. That sucks. But it's still delightful, and it's always cold. Okay. I might have just convinced myself to switch my Mary and, Mary and, <laughs> Mary and F there, but uh, we, you know, we, we might have to uh, realign that sometime later. We'll have to put that on Instagram story for everyone to engage. Uh, That's a tough one. Engage. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, F Mary and I, and I don't feel good about it. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't, because I think you just pissed off some of our listeners. Uh. <laughs> All right, now let's actually talk football. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's, talk, let's just hit some news stories. Yeah, yeah. First of all, Charlie and I, if you guys hear anything crazy, Charlie and I changed it up. We're at his place. We're doing it outside. So if you hear any ambient noises um, or any barking, it's from the dogs or something, um, we're changing it up. I like the scenery. It's a nice rainy day. Um, but it looks good. It feels good. We have football starting on Thursday with the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame game, Steelers versus Jets. And a lot of, and uh, there are five, I believe, Steelers going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, three week. Cowboys, five Steelers. It's pretty incredible. Yep. So you understand why they picked those two teams. But just seeing the um, inductee speeches too will be also very cool. It's a very cool event. I'm excited for it. Like Charlie said before, football is back. We have an NC State product getting a. Uh, Inducted into the Hall of Fame. Who's that? Bill Cower. Oh, nice. 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 I think he lives in Raleigh. I think he probably does. I know Um, he had for the longest time. Yeah, his daughter went to school with, like, Colt. Went to Ravenscroft. She's hot. Is she? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoke show. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so we were talking about the football thing, right? Yes, football. <laughs> yeah. That's the. Uh, yeah. That's the. Uh, that's why we play with your kick, feet. You kick it in the nut in the net. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, just going to highlight some news stories here. Obviously, training camp has started for all 32 teams. Everyone's been in pads. Everyone's in pads officially today. I did hear something that the Chargers had some mishap and did half a practice in pads, half not. I don't know. Um, but we have some injuries already, Charlie. And yeah, we sure do. It's getting a little crazy right off the bat, as it always does right out of the get-go here. First of all, we'll hit up Cam Akers because that happened while ago, yeah, and like a week or two ago, right? Um, Towards Achilles, so he's done for the year. Yeah. Which he was presumably going to be the starting back for the he Los Angeles Rams. Absolutely, was going to be the starting back, and I think that he was going to have a major fantasy impact. Uh, yeah, he was one of those guys who I had pegged as a boom guy. Yeah, um, but now I'm not so sure about either one of the two guys that they have in store. I know uh, Daryl Henderson's going pretty high. But, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, I mean. Yeah. You know, relatively. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to mention that with Cam Akers being out for the season, our boy from the name game, Jake Funk, has a chance to make the roster and maybe get some carries. Gotta love it. God, I, I want it. <laughs> I'll buy a Funk yeah, we jersey gotta, tomorrow. We gotta see if... Um, we gotta find him on Instagram, tag him, tag him. and ask him for a uh, signed jersey. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want the tan... Jake Funk jersey. Yeah. Uh, it would be sick if he had a weird number, too. It would be yeah. awesome. Awesome. Um, so, I think the biggest story here, Charlie, which we'll start out with, Carson Wentz goes down with a foot injury. Watching NFL Network, they talked about this is an injury that he had or sustained back in high school and that he just had surgery today to remove a bone and... The timeline, Charlie, I think is my biggest question here. Uh, now, big gap, five to twelve weeks. Right. You could do a lot in five to twelve weeks. You can have a baby in five to twelve weeks. You can sell your house in five to twelve weeks. You can actually it takes nine months to have a baby. Yeah, something like that. Make a baby. Make a baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make and make and conceive. Right. Like you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. That's just odd to me. Five to 12 weeks, Charlie. That's a big gap. Yeah, and what, uh, you know, the reason why they decided to opt for the surgery is because they wanted the most predictable outcome. And then the it's predictable because it's uh, there's a seven-week window <laughs> where he could pause. How is that predictable? I don't I guess, see I guess how. it's more about, like, he's going to come back. And once he, it's rehabbed, it's, it's behind him kind yeah. of a thing. Whereas if he didn't get the surgery, it could – Come back up again, I guess. But right. still, a seven-week window, that's damn near half the season. Quite odd. Yeah. Quite, quite odd. And it doesn't help that their best offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson, just went down with the same injury today. Yeah. Um, and they're having the, the, the same, exact same timeline thing. with the yeah. exact same timeline. He's having the surgery to have the bone removed, and it's literally the exact same thing. Five to 12 weeks, debatably for he your best. He had it today. He had surgery today. Yeah, for your best offensive lineman. Again, not a good start for the Colts. So, Charlie, what I'm kind of wrapping this thing up here with, and I'm going to ask you one last question here, and we'll move on to the next news story. Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won their Super Bowl. Bring it on. I know where you're going, and I'm about it. So Carson Wentz was the quarterback until he got hurt, and then Nick Foles came in. Frank Reich changed the entire offense, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl. Frank Reich 
is on paper. Nick Foles had an interview and said that uh, Frank Reich is probably his favorite coach of all time. Said uh, absolutely loves him. And Nick Foles is currently basically the third string quarterback for the Bears right now, yeah, behind sure probably Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Yeah. So, Charlie, my question to you is this. Do the Colts trade for Nick Foles? Uh, Frank Reich was the debatably the only coach who got serious production out of Nick Foles. They ended up winning a Super Bowl because of it. Uh, Chip Kelly did too. Well, debatably. But still, the, the question is still on the table. Um, here's the thing. It's five weeks from right now. Five to 12 weeks from right now. So if it's five weeks, he's there for week two. Week two, yeah. Right. Um, Which the Colts' backup right now is Jacob Eason right. uh, out of Georgia. Um, Sam Ellinger out of uh, Texas. Yep. And Brett Hundley, who they just brought in. Ooh. Yeah. So basically three very unproven guys, two rookies, basically. Well, I think Eason went uh, drafted last year, but obviously didn't play. Now, if it seems like they're getting close to five weeks and it's looking more like towards the 12-week spectrum... Yeah, maybe trade for Nick Foles. But why would you wait until then? If you're going to trade for Nick Foles, now is the time, don't you think? Well, sure. Um, but you don't... I mean... If you're Frank Reich, are you going to trade for Nick Foles? I, I can't I can't pull that trigger right now. Why? Uh, believe it or not, and I know this isn't something you should worry about, but I kind of think Carson Wentz is going to be a little bit fragile right now. Mentally? Um, yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to... Of all people, you're going to bring Nick Foles? Because Carson Wentz went down in the playoff run. He was going. He, he was on track to be the MVP that year. Right. And then Nick Foles steps in and wins the team of Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl MVP. And Right. So. And you brought in Carson Wentz out of Philly, out of that situation, to try and build him back. Right. Because he has been injured. Because he's been not playing up to his capabilities yeah. so to say uh, to what he's shown he can do already right. uh i agree with you charlie i think uh michael Irvin was talking about it today and he just he was hitting the nail on the hammer it's like if you bring in nick Foles, you are going against every single fiber on why you brought carson wentz in in the first place you brought him in because you think under Frank Reich, you can still have success with them, which clearly they did, right? Yep. But I agree with you 100%. I think if you bring in Nick Foles right now, you just just blow Carson Wentz's mind. Yeah, because... And, I, and now he might be broken forever. Right. Also, it's like, so what if you bring Nick Foles in for the first few weeks or whatever that Carson is hurt? And he wins. And he just wins the and entire time. Do you pull him out when Carson's healthy? Uh, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so. And uh, not to mention uh, the Colts' first five games. And this might be a reason why the Colts make the trade. I don't know. The first five games for the Colts, all playoff teams last year. Yeah. All playoff a, teams. They have a tough uh, They have a tough schedule. Tough start. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what the Colts are going to do, missing their quarterback and their best offensive lineman. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Here's the thing. Let's call let's say it's in between five and twelve weeks. We'll put it at uh eight to nine weeks from today. Four of them are before the season starts. 
True. So five games, you have 12 left. You can still make it to the playoffs. Um, and, and early when, in the season, it's yeah, it's anyone's game. So right. you like to think you can steal one or two of those games, exactly. if not three. Throw in Jacob Eason. They, they like him. It sounds like they like him. They do like him. They um, do. So, you know, yeah. why not? Yeah. So moving on, Charlie, we have Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. saying it like that. Uh, I love saying it like that just because you hate it like that. Um, has an MCL sprain already. And, you know, I'm not going to say it, but this was the one thing that we had concerns about was yep. can his body withstand. I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not saying it, just saying it, but that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Marquise Brown, otherwise known as Hollywood Brown for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, goes down with a hamstring injury, uh, debatably their best wide receiver. Uh, Lamar is still in COVID protocols, so I believe tomorrow or today was the first day back for him to practice. And we have another COVID situation within the Vikings quarterback room, uh, Kellen Mond, their our, third, our favorite third guy. round guy out of Texas A&M tested positive and Kirk Cousins was labeled a close contact and one other quarterback too so none of those guys have been practicing for the Vikes and so we're off to kind of a shaky start here Charlie yeah. thankfully no season ending injuries as of now but uh, unfortunately we can't makers well that that's one one that happened last week so Unfortunately, uh, we know it's going to happen. Just don't know when, and we don't know who. Yeah. But um, that's kind of uh, that kind of wraps it up with the weekly headlines. Anything else there, Chuck? Um, Aaron Rodgers is back, and yeah. I mean, we when we we had to tiptoe around all the all the rankings uh, when we did our fantasy rankings because of that. He's back. He's playing. It's going to be his last year. I mean, I'm 99.9% certain I can comfortably expect him to be with another team next year. Um, and I think Devontae Adams is going to go, too. No, yeah. he... Uh, did he... No, he, hasn't, yeah. he hasn't resigned he hasn't a long-term. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see what happens. Um, it'll be really interesting. We'll get into fantasy rankings a little bit later on in the pod here. Um, I'm more curious to know from our listeners... What are you guys going to do if you're Frank Reich and the Indianapolis Colts? Are you going to trade for Nick Foles? Or are you sticking with Carson Wentz and just going to try and leg your way through it and hope he rehabs quickly? Uh, him and Quentin Nelson. I- I'm very curious to see uh, what our listeners have to say. We'll have to put up a story or something like that uh, to kind of get that out there. Yep. Uh, all right, Charlie. So with NFL training camp starting and August is officially here we can talk some fantasy we can finally start talking fantasy football god it feels good Bryce how many mocks have you done so far um well that's uh a little unfair because I drove to Maryland and back so um 10 seriously yeah yeah I was very bored in the car ride the car ride home was miserable. I've done it one, was like, and I meant to do two. Uh, no, I, I literally just sat in a car for six-plus hours. I had nothing better to do. Dang. Yeah, nothing better. Um, which, by the way, love Yahoo because you can just do a mock draft right on your phone. Um, very easy, very easy laid out, whether you're on your laptop or on your phone. Very easy to do. Like I said, I was very bored. I love doing mock drafts. I love just doing the draft in general. So. I do, too. I get – I like – 
get really worked up about my mock drafts. I have to like check myself and remind myself that this is not Just my team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do get worked up. I had one that I was like, wow, I crushed that. And I, the only reason why is because I think eight of the ten pe- – I was jumping in ten-man drafts. I think eight of the ten people – were just robots. They were just auto drafting. I think that's yeah. why I killed it so well. But you know, regardless, I'm still gonna flaunt my skills. So, uh, <laughs> with that being said, Charlie, what I want to do is this: I wanna, I wanna have you mansplain the different fantasy football leagues for all of our listeners. Ah, oh, fantasy football mansplanation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, usually, what Bryce and I are talking about are PPR, which is points per reception. Um. So, literally, if someone gets a catch, whether it's behind the line of scrimmage, no matter where, they get one point, one full point. As long the, as they catch the ball, the they get a point. They yep. get one full point. There's also a deviation of that called a half point PPR, which means that you just get you half can, of a point. Yeah, you can assign any amount of points to anything you want, really. But Right. That's in the commissioner skills and, and trades of the, the work, which we both are very handy in. But right. Not to toot our own horns there. Um, and then there's standard leagues, which it's, you don't get a, it's really just not PPR. Yak, basically yards yeah. after the catch, um, or running, but yeah, it, well, it just, it literally just means you don't get a point per catch. Right. Cause you still get all that, that same points with PPR. Um, when you, do, when we're talking daily fantasy, that's PPR. So Charlie, let me ask you this. Do you, uh, for our listeners who may or may not know, do you like one? Do you prefer one or the other? Does it matter? What What does it have to do when you start thinking about your draft? Just kind of mansplain that a little bit more. I'll, I personally like PPR because I just like more points. But, yeah, it does change the way you put your team together when you're doing PPR or not. Give me, give me an example. Uh, running backs. Okay. Um. You could argue that Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey would be pretty close um, as far as points go in a non Henry and Dalvin Cook in a non PPR league in a non PPR. Stan- I'm, saying, I'm a saying standard league in a standard league. Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry could be pretty close in points they get, be- but if you go to PPR, Christian McCaffrey will get a lot more catches than Derrick Henry does. Right, that's like. Main, his main yardage, I would guess, would no. He was going a thousand and a thousand. Okay, so he's when he was 50, 50, 50, 50. Right. Um. But in order to get to a thousand yards, he has to have a lot of catches. So yes. he's just going to get a lot more points than Derrick Henry would in a PPR league because he's catching the ball more. Right. At the end of the day, and that's why you know when you you know the best PPR wide receiver, Julian Edelman. Because got, he would if, have eight catches for like seventy yards, and it would be like you don't need the big yard. That's fifteen yards. points right there, right? You yeah. know, you're you're getting fifteen points out of a flex position or a third wide receiver. You're you're more than likely going to do well that week. I can't right. say you'll win because fantasy is unpredictable, but you're going to do well. That's for sure. Yep. Um, so that's really the main differences. I, let me tell you something, dude. So daily is PPR, right? Yes. So if any of our listeners jump into daily. Just know that it is PPR. So Daily being DraftKings, give me, DraftKings, give me uh, a, just a, a small gist. I know you kind of mentioned it beforehand, but just give me a small gist. How does that change how you draft your team for fantasy football, depending on if you're a PPR or standard? Well, that is what I just said, right? 
Well, really, you I just mean, talked about the difference in the players. I'm talking about how does it relate to the draft when you're actually drafting? Well, you just want to. I mean, you you favor different for, players. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I was more specific, but yeah, you're gonna look at you're gonna look at players differently than if you were if you're drafting in PPR versus standard, and uh, a lot of these slot wide receivers that aren't getting kind of like what Bryce was just saying with Julian Edelman, um, who you cannot draft this year for the record. Um, <laughs> he, he's the kind of guy that is not going to blow up with yards, but he's going to have all those catches and, and the catches add up quickly. I mean, it's great when I think it's great when you have a receiver catch the ball at the line of scrimmage, get tackled for no gain, but he still gets a point cause yeah. he gets catch. Yeah. Right. right. Um, Bryce, I am tired. You know, mansplaining really gets exhausting. Is it? Y- yeah. Y'all women just need to figure things out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you said you can't mansplain to a man? Oh, well, yeah. Y'all y'all need to figure it out, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess. I guess All right, let's, let's move on before we get in trouble <laughs> with the PC police, okay? All right. Uh Moving Absolutely on here. Absolutely exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Moving on here. Charlie, let's, let's go into... A new segment here we're going to talk about, um, and it is the fantasy football draft advice. Charlie, we're going to go through, all right? All right. I have three points. You have three points. And we're just going to give our listeners three basic points of fantasy football draft advice. So, Charlie, because you just did such a great job mansplaining PPR and standard leagues, you go ahead and start out with your first point of advice for your fantasy football draft. All right. Um, so, I have a lot of different pointers, but people have different points of view when they're drafting. For me, my first one, I think, is don't panic on your quarterbacks. Yeah. People are going to take Patrick Mahomes pretty early and just remember that you do not need to take a quarterback that early unless you absolutely want to get Patrick Mahomes. But once you see one go, do not panic and get your quarterback when there's a lot of incredible talent, like great receivers still on the board. You probably need a second running back or your first at that point. Don't panic on your quarterbacks. There's a lot of good quarterbacks that will get you significant points, whether they're the MVP or not. So just don't panic. I love it. No, learn, you know, have a plan and just stick to your plan. I love, I love that. I love that, Charlie. I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. That was not one of my points, but I'm glad you said it because it's a hundred percent true. I mean, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who did very well fantasy wise last year, definitely serviceable enough are getting drafted like into the hundreds, like hundredth pick. Like those guys are going. So So think about it. If you're doing a 10 man league, that's in round 10. That right. they are getting drafted. So just don't panic on the quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is going to go early. Josh Allen may go early, but just hold off. Yeah. Um, based off that, Charlie, that kind of follows my advice. Uh, my first point here is just let the draft come to you. You know, don't. Uh, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into more here, but don't panic. All right. Have like you said. Have your plan. All right, and be ready to just go with what the draft brings you. If you love a guy and he gets drafted 
the spot right before you, which we both have had happen to us. That happened to me today. It, a couple it happens times in a, mock. a lot. It happens a lot. You are you are literally your two picks up. You see your guy that you want, and the first one your first picks up, and it literally comes up. You're up next. You got your guy ready to rock and load, and then boom, he's off the board. Don't panic. Just take the next best player available. Best player available. And take a deep breath when that happens because it stings. It does It, it does it, sting. <laughs> it, it hurts the soul. Oh, and man. I'm sure because our listeners are going to listen to this, Charlie, it's going to happen to us yep. from our listeners probably more than once. Um, but just, again, let the draft come to you. All right, Chuck, what else you got? Point number two. Um. I've got a. I'm trying to decide. I'm gonna keep it to three tips, but okay. I've, I've got at least four, and I'm trying to decide which ones. Um, there's all right for bye weeks. You know, when you're drafting, you need to try to make sure that your bye weeks aren't all on the same week. But there's also another school of thought that a lot of people go by. Um, and here I'm gonna tell you why I don't like this approach, but. A lot of people will try to line up their bye weeks all in the same, like all their players on one week and just basically give up a game. Um, which I understand that, but at the same time, I think you need to give every week you need to put, you need to give yourself an opportunity to win. Yeah. Because you're going to, some are going to get stolen from you when you should win. And I, so I, I don't like the giving up a game. Um, well, and and in in your point too, if all of your team has a week thirteen buy, right, and you're a ten man league, well, and week thirteen, you're getting pretty damn close to playoffs. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to afford if you're right there on the edge, right, and that just depends. Like in a ten man league, are you taking the top six teams go to the playoffs, or are you only taking the top four teams? Because if you're taking the top four teams and you're on that 4-5 range, and you're in week 13, and you basically just have to scrap that week, you're kind of SOL at that point. Yep. So I agree with you. I, I do see it both ways. Um, I'd say I, I don't load. I try not to load up more than three players on the same bye week, and that normally still stings a little bit. Well, th- three starters at three least. Three starters, right. Because uh, right, right. I'm always going to have at least three 49ers on my team. Well, right. But I agree that that does hurt. It just kind of again stick to your plan. If you know that you have an early buy and you're going to just drop a game in week six just because your half your freaking team is on the bench for that's a bye a, week, that's the 49ers bye week actually. Then so then then so be it. Like just just be prepared for that and make sure you're ready to roll on week six. Yep. With you know. Julian Edelman on waivers and yeah. you know whatever else you <laughs> and is. Brett Favre, Nick Foles, call, call up Brett Favre, yeah, right, right, Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, you know, like whatever you got to do. So uh, I love it. So I think this kind of goes back to what we were talking about again, Charlie. Is you have to have a plan B. This is my second point of advice. You have to have a plan B, and your plan B may not look as good as plan A, but at the end Naturally. of the day. It, it nothing is going to work out exactly the way you want it to be, right? Nothing's going to work out that way, all right? So whether someone steals your pick or whether someone tears an ACL that you were really high on that you have been drafted in all your mocks, like just have a plan B, have something ready to roll just in case, all right? And again, let the draft come to you. So, Charlie, with your last bit of advice, what do you have for our listeners? Um, 
So I'm at also I am going to do a fourth, but it's going to be one from both of us. Okay, we'll do it at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like mass massing matching a pass catcher with their with a quarterback. So last Explain year, that. last year, I drafted Devontae Adams, and then I drafted Aaron Rodgers, and I won the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe not that league actually. Did I have Devontae? No, in my here? league, you did. Yeah. I did have Devontae Adams. Yeah, pretty sure. Um. And I I just think, yeah. What what does hurt is the the, you know, you're gonna have two player two major starters out on the same bye week. But that's why you have a you know that's why you have a second quarterback, mm-hmm. and you should load up on receivers in my opinion. But um, but also you know when I say a pass catcher, tight end or um, wide receiver, and if you have a running back, that's a that's a Christian McCaffrey or someone that's catching the ball a lot, that works too. Uh, there's, you know, people like, <clears throat> you may have heard of the term handcuff. Maybe you haven't, but a handcuff is when there's a running or a team that has two running backs that they use a lot. Uh, look at the Browns, for example. Or two wide receivers. You could say the Bengals for this case. Right. right? Um, you they could have three handcuff. really good wide receivers and they all kind of handcuff each other. Right. <clears throat> um, but when, so if you handcuff, then that means you draft both. Of the like, if you were to have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that you would be handcuffing, uh, which never been my strategy. But this is in the similar, in a similar way, handcuffing a quarterback and a pass catcher. Um, that, that's just you know something that I've always tried to do. And yeah, I think we both kind of learned that from each other. Maybe I think yeah. um, through as many years that we've been drafting together uh, and had a fantasy team. I, I'm the same way. I try and stick to that. I have noticed this year in all my mock drafts, it's a little harder to do um, just because I think all of the top-tier wide receivers normally have a top-tier quarterback. Right. And that it makes it a little hard to just coordinate when you're drafting. So I, I get it. But um, in that same regard, Charlie, my last bit of advice is take a risk. Take Take one or two risks in the draft, right? If you're looking at um, someone where, in this case, going off what Charlie just said, if you're looking at you draft, oh, I don't know, let's say Devontae Adams, right? And you get down into the 70s, right? You you draft Devontae Adams way early in the first round. Then you start to get to the fifth or sixth round, and Aaron Rodgers is still sitting there. Now, In fantasy, they kind of rank them by positions, and Aaron Rodgers may be way down there. But if you're really high on Aaron Rodgers like you were last year, don't be afraid to take him. If you think you you got something, you got to trust your gut because otherwise you're going to hate yourself otherwise. And you really cashed in on that last year because you had the feeling, no, Rodgers is going to be pissed off. I had Devontae Adams, and you cashed in big time. He crushed it for you last year so yeah, did. don't be afraid to kind of if you have a good feeling about someone that you need to either jump up early to take or you need to go down the rankings and take them before anyone else can like don't be afraid to take a risk i'm not saying take risk every single pick but have one or two guys that you're like no i really want that guy i think he's gonna have a breakout year and and take a risk if you yeah. need to jump up early to go get him do so if you need to uh, slide down the rankings to go get them, then do so. But don't be afraid to take that risk. You gotta be, 
you know, no one ever won it by being conservative. Right? right. No one ever won it by being super conservative. So go get the guys that you want. I totally agree. And then the last piece of advice from me and Bryce is if you have time, which I'm sure everyone has a little bit of time to do these, do some mock drafts because it's, it's kind of like, Definitely you suggest doing at least one. Yeah, you wouldn't expect a team to go into game day without having practiced all week. I mean, it's literally just practice. And one great thing, what I think is really cool about mock drafts, is one, you don't. it's not like you get to pick where you're drafting. So if you do multiple, they're going to put you in different... Like, you're going to see the draft from different positions that you're drafting from, right. which I think is so incredibly helpful. Yes. Today, for example, I was drafting number five. That's no. tough. Number six. Being stuck in the middle is yeah. brutal. And I I came up to so when I it got to me, um Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, those were the two top mm-hmm. ones left. Yeah. And I didn't like either of them. That yeah. I didn't go there. Yeah. I went uh Nick Chubb. And mm. so it was just something that you get to see what you're gonna expect, maybe. Um and if you know, the more times you do it, you just get to see like what the landscape looks like. Uh, see maybe where guys could slide, um, and just it just gives you some preparation. I mean, it's and it's not like it is incredibly time consuming to do. And if like if you just want to see the first three rounds, do the first three rounds and then yeah, I mean log people out. people you know I agree. I, like I said, I, I've done a million of them, um, but you know it's just. It's so easy to jump in and out of them. People jump in, do a couple rounds, and then they jump out. And you know what? Just do it. It's so easy to do on your phone if you're just sitting there and not not have anything to do. It takes you maybe about 20 minutes total to go through a 10 man draft. Um, but I I one million percent agree with Charlie. The most helpful thing, even for me or Charlie, someone who's been doing this since we were in friggin' middle school, is just getting into a a league getting into a mock draft that has the same amount of people. So again, I have a 10 man league. So I try and jump in 10 man leagues to do a mock draft. If you're in a 12 man league, you need to jump into a 12 man league draft to get that same experience. But the biggest, biggest thing that you can learn is just by having those different picks. If you're the first overall pick, you have to go into the fan. You have to go into the draft completely different mindset than what you do. If you're the last pick or if you're stuck in the middle, I think Charlie and I would both agree I would rather be on either the beginning or the end than somewhere in the middle because that's the longest time in between your two picks. So you just kind of get limited as far as what you can do because you're not getting back-to-back picks and you're not getting the cream of the crop picks. So I definitely suggest jumping into a mock draft. It truly will help you. Um, Only bit of advice is just get into the same... If you're in a 12-man league, get into a 12-man mock. Get into a 10-man mock, you know, whatever it is. But um, just kind of getting that practice, like you said. I think that's the main thing. Absolutely. So uh, basically, Charlie, off that. So we'll we'll jump into the next thing here, all right? And I don't want to get – I don't want to – I think we both agreed. We talked about this before, all right? We're scared to give away all of our secrets. We we love our (laughs) listeners, all right? But some of our listeners are in leagues against us. That's right. And we play money leagues. But you know what? Big money leagues. My league's 40 bucks buy-in. Yeah. That's not a big deal. That's, that's kind of a big deal. Yep. Sure um, is. Would you, play, would you play in a $100 buy-in league? Probably. I would. I know. Yeah. I 100% would. Um, and 10-man, that's $1,000. I'm at a... 
I'm at eighty dollars right now. Buy-ins. I've got three leagues that I'm buying in. Okay. Um, my my and league then, is and forty dollar buy-in. I'll probably spend a thousand dollars during the season on. Um, no, that's not true. I was gonna say on DraftKings, not a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's that's like one hundred and seventy dollars. I was gonna say if you spend a thousand dollars, I'll probably spend up to two hundred. the gambling hotline on you. Okay. I'll uh, I'll spend like two hundred dollars, but I almost always come out way on top of that. So yeah, last year was I think I was eight hundred and fifty dollars. I won total. That's pretty good. Yeah. By profit. Yahoo does daily as well. I like the Yahoo. Charlie's not a huge fan because the Yahoo one, you basically get matched up against one other person. And it gets tough because if you win more games, they rank you up against people who have won similar amount of games. So you're going against basically the same skill level of players. So it gets pretty hard. And it's not like DraftKings. Because DraftKings is like you're playing against a million people. And you can just, you know, that's where it's like it's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of not. Just because you could draft anyone and anyone does well. And then in Yahoo, it's basically the opposite. It's still really hard because you're only going up against one person. And if they're just crushing it that week, you know, you're kind of, oh, well, kind right. of SOL. So, um, so like kind of what we were saying, sorry, I got off on a little tangent there. Kind of like what we were saying here, Charlie, uh, we don't want to give away all of our secrets. All right. And I'm not going to pry you here, but we're going to jump into the next segment here, Charlie. Booms or busts? Okay. All right. So, Charlie, let's start out with the boomers. All right. You, All go, right. you go first. Yeah, I'm going to go first here, okay? We're just going to do the way we're going to do it. Charlie and I are just going to give one person. That's it. We're just going to give one person because we both have a lot of people, a lot of NFL players that were like, yeah, we really like this guy. And Charlie and I have that issue where we kind of admit things to each other almost like Kyle Shanahan Sean McVay and then we like strategize against each other based on what we know yeah so it's like Charlie and I talk fantasy but we don't really we don't share our mock drafts we'll talk about fantasy a lot more to each other after the draft (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly once it's all said and done and the waiver wires is just we just don't talk about it we just don't talk about it but um yeah it's we kind of strategize against each other um but one guy who I'm really high on this year, Charlie, and it may be a little obvious to you, uh, one guy who I think is just going to crush it this year is DeAndre Swift, running back for the Lions. I'm just, I really, really think that kid, especially he's a running back out of Georgia. You know, the last couple of years when they drafted him, I think two years ago or last year, I can't remember, you know, they had Adrian Peterson who was just soaking carries. Um, they had on Johnson, who, again, was soaking carries. And DeAndre Swift would come in and be the third down back, and it would just be like, where the hell has that kid been the whole time? Right. And he would just he, – he's getting yak. He's getting yard after the catch. He's just crushing it. And so I'm really high on him this year, Charlie. I, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know where he's going right now. I just think he's really good. Uh, now, they did get Jamal Williams, the backup from Green Bay. Yeah. And they say Dan Campbell has said it's going to be a one-two punch. But um, Anthony Lynn is the new offensive coordinator there. And he has admittedly said this is going to be a hot-hand committee. So whoever's got it, we're going with them. And the oh. other one is not going to see it. So I-, I think DeAndre Swift is the day one starter out of the gate. I think Jamal Williams will get carry, and he'd be a really nice – waiver wire option on some weeks if yep. DeAndre gets hurt. 
But I really think DeAndre is going to steal that job. I think he's going to hold that thing down. Um, it's just whether or not they can get production out of the offense in general. But I really, really like him this year, Charlie. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so my boom, he's already like in the top 10 conversation. It's Austin Eckler running back for the Chargers. But I truthfully think that he could finish the like a top four running back. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, just, I've just heard a lot of talk about him. Um, his confidence is through the roof right now. He can, he's like, he's finally the lead back. Yeah, well, he was last year too. Well, yes, and yes, and no. Yeah. But no, he, he was because Melvin Ingram wasn't there, last right? Year. But he got banged up a little bit. Or Melvin Gordon, rather. Melvin Gordon, bad. he got banged up a little bit, and then who was the kid who came in behind him? Um, they were Malcolm Brat. Uh, I can't remember now. No, that's I the had Rams. Him, I had him in my fantasy for a couple weeks, just because Austin Eckler got hurt for a little. He got hurt for like three or four weeks. Yeah, and uh, this rookie came name? in and he played really well, and then they started Justin to split. Jackson. Maybe, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then they started to split carries a little bit, and they, he never really got the lead role after that. They kind of just went with it. But but he's also a um, PPR monster. Yes, yes. So Very I, much so. And I think that he is going to freaking explode this year, especially now with all the attention the passing game will be getting. I mean, they're going to need to set up the passing game. Like, I think I think Austin Eckler is going to absolutely explode this year. Um. And that that's probably my favorite boom. So I'm giving y'all like my my top one that I think. Okay, so is gonna be everyone, a bit all of our listeners, just know now, uh, if you're in the same league as Charlie, make sure you reach and get Austin Eckler right away. Okay. <laughs> draft him number take, two. Take a risk, yeah. Take, <laughs> take, take a, a risk. risk. <laughs> all right, like what I said, and draft him uh, fifth or sixth, first round overall. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so Charlie, let's let's start with you now. Let's go into our busts. All right, Charlie, I've got a surprising this could be one. this could be anyone. All right, just Charlie, just give me something. And obviously, bust is kind of based off what you perceive as a bust. But give me who you think is a bust in fantasy this year. You want me going first? Yeah. Ooh, man, I'm going to get some people hot. About oh boy, this. I think. Uh, Saquon is going to be a bust this year. Really? Yeah. Why? I oh, Wow. I did not um, see that coming. Well, I think that everyone in the Giants organization is going to bust this year because it's it, right now it seems like the Giants are fall, They are crumbling. They okay. are falling apart. One, Saquon's not even going to be ready for week one, doesn't seem like. But no, they said he would be. They said he's gunning for week one. They he's gunning for they, week they one. They haven't he, practiced him at he, all because he, they want him ready for week one. He doesn't. He wasn't even sure. Like, he he was interviewed and was like, mm. uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but when he does get on the field, I mean, I, I'm, sh- you know, I could be wrong, but I just, I have a bad feeling about what's going on with the Giants right now. Wow. Wow. They had, uh, they had a Schrott's brawl. Be pissed. They had a brawl today <laughs> that Daniel Jones was on the bottom of the pile of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I, there's some weird things going on in the Meadowlands, and I don't want any part of it. <laughs> I would I would say that their defense, I think, is going to be – their defense was great last year. I think they'll be even better this year. But um, I'm, I'm going to probably steer clear of their offense. Wow. Uh, so, Charlie, this just proves that great minds think alike. Um, I think Saquon will be good. 
But who I don't think is going to be good is Kenny Galladay. Okay. I am not high on Kenny Galladay at all. You know, he he got paid a lot of freaking money. A lot of freaking money. And I just, I don't know if it's Kenny Galladay himself, if it's the Giants offense, if it's something, I 100% agree with you. Something feels weird about the Giants offense. And, something stinks. And all of their production this year. I don't know why. I think Saquon will be a... a, a legitimate fantasy option this year. I do. Whether that's week one, I don't know. But I think in the season, he will put up fantasy numbers. I just don't see it from Kenny Galladay. I just, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know why. It just doesn't feel right to me. It just doesn't. I don't know if it's because I don't feel like they're going to use him well or if it's just because the Giants really don't have any other options besides Evan Ingram. I mean, okay, who, but may I, uh, when you Because they have a bunch, they got Kenny Galladay, then they got a bunch of, like a Sterling Shepard, they got, um, who was the other guy who had actually a decent year for them last year, had like five touchdowns or something. The hell is his name? They don't I, have, I know exactly who you're talking about. They don't have like can't. a number two guy, they just have like a bunch of small little guys, and it's just Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram, and the little guys. It's like a band or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's like Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram, and the Pip Squeaks. You know what I mean? It's like I, I just I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see it as being pass catchers. Maybe it's because I don't really believe in Daniel Jones either. Um, but I don't know. It just great minds think alike. If you're thinking it, I'm thinking it. Something doesn't smell right here. Um, Kenny Galladay for I do me wanna, is a bust. I do want to give a little bit of turnaround. I do think an actual kind of a sleeper um, could be Kyle Rudolph because they got Kyle Rudolph too, and I I kind of like that pickup. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think Kyle Rudolph's a bum. Now I don't. Evan I don't, Ingram's legit. Evan Ingram's no, a pass catcher. He, Except he doesn't catch it. He drops every pass that's thrown to he him. He gets hurt. He doesn't know where he is he ever. Get, well, you know. Absolutely not. Evan Ingram is trash. He's an athlete that doesn't know how to play football. That's a problem. He's obviously very athletic. He doesn't know how to play football. He doesn't know how to play his position. So Strong words there, Charlie. Get out of here. Yeah, that. strong words. Jeez. Get out of here. I'm going to myself over there. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, <laughs> I think, could be a sleeper tight end. Ugh, I don't know about that, but... Um, one of my sleepers here, Charlie, since you threw one in there, um, and I don't know if I really want to give this away, but um, Melvin Ingram and – no, sorry, not Melvin Ingram. I Melvin did, Gordon. I made that same mistake earlier. Melvin Gordon and – who is it? Javante Williams? Yes. The UNC running back? Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be running back by committee. Yes, it's a handcuff, but – I think both those guys will have some solid production. Yeah, I think, I think so. with the Buccaneers, like they like to run the, they're going to need to run the ball because whoever the hell is playing quarterback is going to need a solid run game. The Broncos. Broncos. Sorry. Yeah. Who'd I say? Buccaneers. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Broncos. Um, but I think both those guys will have some solid production this year. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I like that. Yeah. Um, not to mention, I could see the quarterback situation. Javante Williams taking over that role. Yeah. Because I think he's just a dominant running back, and he's yeah, younger. Yeah, I, I think he could really blow think, up this yeah, year. I really think he could crush it this year. I think he could be a – he's my sneaky sleeper, um, you know, really having some fantasy production. I like that. That's a good one. So, 
All right, Charlie. Well, uh, we'll kind of we're getting close to the end here. You want to do the chapped ass? Yeah. All right, so Charlie, let me ask you. Let me ask you first. Okay, ask me. What's giving you the red ass this week, Bryce? Well, I tell you what, Charlie. What's <laughs> chapping my ass? Collecting league dues. Oh my God, Charlie! It is. I don't know if it's just my league, but I have to pull teeth, pull teeth, just to get the money from everyone before the draft. And I try and tell everyone, give me your money before the draft. That's how you get in. All right. And it is the biggest pain in the ass chasing everyone down for days at a time to say, give Venmo me $40. It takes five minutes. Venmo me $40. I don't and know. That's all you got to do. I don't know how it could possibly take five minutes to Venmo someone. It takes like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Whatever. Five minutes to just think about it and then do it. Right? Mm-hmm. But God, it is chapping my ass. Shout out Fifi for doing it already. I literally just mentioned the fact that we're doing league dues and he paid me already. I love you. All right, everyone else, I already know I'm going to have to chase them down and pull teeth just to get the freaking money. It's a pain, Charlie. It's a pain. Something these people don't understand from being a commissioner. Is this your way of telling me I need to pay you? Because I... <laughs> you yes. didn't ask, so <laughs> I know you said... I know you said Our draft dues. is still literally a month away from today, so I'm, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a you, month. You've got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. Um, just don't wait till draft day. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I won't do that. And I don't. Um, so I'm, Charlie, what's chap in your ass? Uh, uh, this is not political, but talking about it earlier in the episode made me think of it. This Delta variant. Oh boy, it's just I'm gonna have to start wearing a mask at school again when I go back to school. I think sucks. I might have to wear a mask as well. So that yeah. sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Well, All right, well, that's, uh, I don't even want to dive into it more than okay, that. Okay, I was yeah, going to say. It's okay. just, but All it's right. got All giving right. me the say, red don't, ass. Don't get me going because I could get going. Don't get me going. I just hope it doesn't mess up any football this year. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, they, they And they're not going to do it the same as last year. I know. There's no COVID list this year, so you can't even yeah. put them on like a COVID IR. There's but I just think nothing. they're um, even like with the – I think they have to forfeit games. They're not wow. They're not going to move the schedule around and stuff. Yeah. Um. So if if it becomes like a huge team wide issue, then they'll I think they'll have to just forfeit games, which sucks. Wow, wow. Um, all right, Charlie. So we're gonna wrap this thing up here for all those beautiful listeners out there. Um, but Charlie. Uh, this was your idea, and I loved the idea, uh, and I, I think it was something that we definitely had to do. Uh, I'm very excited for I'm very curious to hear yours. Um, Charlie and I are both commissioners of um, our own separate leagues. We both play in each other's league, but we're both the commissioners of our own leagues. And so, therefore, we felt like it was necessary <laughs> to write a memo to all of our players so that they know that there is a letter from the commissioner. So, Charlie, without further ado, please mansplain us. No, your... I'm not mansplain. I'm just reading my... I oh, just am, read I your... addressing my... Address your fantasy league as a letter 
from the commissioner. And this is actually for all uh, team managers, but it's just from a commissioner. So, Okay. Dear loyal fantasy team managers, let's rejoice in football returning. But there are things I want to remind everyone of as fantasy draft season is upon us. One, know the rules or scoring of your league before the season starts. <laughs> so you aren't messaging the commissioner about unhappy the certain rules are making you because you are losing. <laughs> know the rules before the draft. <clears throat> Secondly, and this is actually almost a message to myself, know the payout structure. If you plan on being a winner, you should know who wins what when you win. I Facts. <laughs> won Bryce's League, and I did not know the payout structure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so make sure you know if it's a winner takes all or, or what the deal is. <laughs> Know the payout structure. And lastly, everyone have fun. Despite the fact that you will likely lose, no one likes a sore loser. Unless you're a sore winner, then it actually makes it quite satisfying when you lose. <laughs> Bryce. <laughs> In fact, I, I am Bryce. Bryce is a sore winner. Uh, he likes to rub it in my face, and he beat me during the regular season. But when it mattered, oh, man, not hearing the silence for two weeks after the Super Bowl from Bryce, as much as I hate silence between us, it, I just basked, basked in it. Oh, my gosh. And so finally I was like, Bryce, please send me my trophy and my winnings. Thank you. Everyone, good luck this year, and know the rules. That was spectacular. <laughs> that was, uh, there's a couple minutes at the end that I kind of, uh, I didn't hear very clearly. Oh, okay. Um, sure, sure. But uh, the rest of it was absolutely excellent. <laughs> absolutely excellent. Um, wow. I'm not sure I can follow that up, but uh, <laughs> let me let me try here, Charlie. All right. I, I like you, wrote mine down here. Okay. <clears throat> let me take a sip of beer here. <laughs> uh, this is fun. <sighs> All right. Dear loyal fantasy managers, the time has come to yet re-download the fantasy Yahoo app. <laughs> no, I do not know your password. <laughs> you must reset it like anyone else does. I don't want to hear you complain about the draft time and the date because you had over a month to suggest any edits. And as always, you will make it work. There is nothing I can do if you have shitty Wi-Fi and it causes you to auto-draft a kicker in the third round. Ouch. <laughs> I also do not fully understand priority in the waiver wire if you and your opponent have the same record. That's a great point. No, the rules have not changed. They have been this way since we first started the league. Ah, that was to me, guys. Know the rules. <laughs> know the payout structure. <laughs> league dues are coming, and I prefer not to blow up your phone for weeks 
for it to take five minutes for you to even think about Venmoing me. <laughs> Lastly, the draft order is completely random. I am not, nor will I ever, hold a grudge or select the draft order on a year-to-year basis. If you get a middle-round draft pick, I hate to say it to you, but shit happens. (laughs) To all my loyal fantasy managers, I hope you have an excellent year. Eat shit. That was wonderful. This is fun. We should we should do more letters. That was fun. It was fun to get that off the chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> it's fun to get that off the chest. So anyone, Ugh. like Charlie said before, anyone out there, even if you're not a commish, you have just heard two different perspectives, two very similar but different perspectives about what it's like to be a uh, fantasy league commissioner. It ain't easy. Abide by the rules and get your money in. And if – any of y'all are commissioners and just listen to that? They were like praising. Yes. Like, Praise the Preach. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. All right, Charlie. So we are obviously getting into the thick of it here. So Thursday, Cowboys, Steelers. I believe it's on NFL Network, Hall of Fame game. Make sure you guys tune in. We finally have done it, people. We are here. Football is here, and it's here to stay until February, guys. So enjoy it. Embrace it. Drink a beer on Charlie and I. It's time to bust out the wings, the barbecues, and let's get this thing going, Charlie. I am so excited. I'm actually heading to Fan Fest for the Carolina Panthers on Thursday as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Going to go see Sam Darnold up in action. And I'm looking forward to it. So, Charlie, let's do it again next week. Uh, We're going to try and have this pot out by Thursday morning. We're going to put up a bunch of content again on our Instagram site. So make sure you watch our story, our posts. We'll be up all on it. And we are getting started, Charlie. Let's do it. Peace.